You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Hello and welcome to Divorce Literacy. I'm your host, Alex Sanchez, and today I have the privilege of spotlighting a colleague and friend, uh, Sharon Johnson. How are you? I'm doing well, Alex. Thanks so much for inviting me to join you today. Well, thank you so much for being here. And uh, uh, folks, uh, Sharon Johnson is principal with the law firm of Johnson & Johnson for over 25 years of experience. Uh, She's concentrated her practice in matrimonial uh, family law. Uh, She's an experienced divorce litigator certified by the the Supreme Court of the state of New Jersey. And Sharon, you're also a trained collaborative collaborative divorce attorney, uh, which is great because I I see you've you've been able to settle complex cases without having a without litigation or having to uh, having any court uh, intervention. That's correct. Amazing, amazing. So uh, Sharon's office is located in Florent Park, uh, folks, and I'm going to include uh, Sharon's link to her website uh, below this uh, video. So feel free to reach out to her. So Sharon, the first question I, I would love to ask you is why family law? Why, what, what made you uh, go into family law? Um, I actually started my career in law school um, working for a general practice firm, and I was sort of getting the work that fell off everybody else's desk, the stuff they didn't want. And some of it was boring. It was, you know, transactional stuff, which it, it manageable. But the first divorce case uh, file I got was um, back in the 90s when New Jersey was not yet a no-fault state. So there was... Um, all sorts of salacious evidence in the file of um, a bit of, of the husband's infidelity, like like X-rated stuff. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Um, and and I joke, but at the same time, it, it's it's actually true. That was the first file that I was handed that was interesting to me. And then um the the rest of the firm was happy to get rid of their family law stuff and gave it to me. Darren, let, let me uh, let me ask you. So, you know, obviously, uh, you know, each divorce divorce journey is unique uh, in its own. Uh, what advice do you have for someone that's starting the process or or you know starting that journey of divorce and hasn't hasn't consulted with with any law attorney or, or, or anyone, what, what advice would you give that individual? Get a therapist because it is a dreadful procedure. It is a, it is a loss akin to the loss of a family member. And at the end of the day, you are going to be making important financial decisions that are literally just that this is a, a business contract, but for the custody of your children. And if you can do that, without letting emotion get in the way, you're going to save money and attorney fees and make make good decisions. It's a tr- it's hard. It's scary. 
Um, you, you may not be the spouse that initiated this, so you may feel blindsided. Um, and, and so somebody that can help you take a deep breath, um, is, is essential. The other piece of advice I would give somebody getting uh, or contemplating a divorce is see more than one divorce attorney, because there's a lot of good attorneys out there, but pick somebody that that you feel comfortable with, that you can speak to, that you can ask good questions, that you can uh, object to something they're saying or seek clarification without um, without feeling any hesitation. This is somebody you're going to be running alongside for a while. So you may get a recommendation that somebody says, oh, um, go see my sister's divorce attorney, who was a great fit in that case, but might not be in yours. And the other piece of it, I would say, is if you are going to litigate, I recommend going local. And what I mean is within that county or a nearby county, um, because things vary from North Jersey to South Jersey in terms of the nuances and the relationships and the order of events. Amazing. I, I, I didn't even know that third one. Uh, I, it, mattered actually, it matters actually the location of, of where... Uh, Amazing. Even if it's in the same state. Yeah. I mean, there's there's certain counties that the expression we use is you got home cooked. You know, so if I go um, seven counties south of here, they, I have a different relationship with even the court staff if I'm seeking an adjournment than the guy whose office is next door to the courthouse. Yes. Sorry, going back to your first advice, which I, I thought it, it was... Amazing that that first advice, a therapist, seek therapist. Uh, and, and that's critical nowadays, especially with with, you know, especially with what we went through with COVID and everything. And, you know, mental illness is, is, is key. And then, you know, you have an individual going through a divorce, which is dealing with emotional stress, you know, financials and all this legalities and, and, and everything. It's, it's amazing that you is there is there anyone in particular because I I've seen a lot of divorce coaches uh, is there anyone in particular like a, a specific category that you would uh, recommend? I I think you definitely want to pick somebody who has um, familiarity with the context of divorce, which I think at this point I don't I don't know a therapist that wouldn't, um, but some of the uh, stronger candidates, I think, are collaboratively trained um, therapists and mental health experts just because they are intimately aware of the process. So when you're talking in the abstract about something, they actually know what you're talking about. Not that they're going to give you divorce legal advice, but they they understand where you are and, and what you're talking about. And you can generally find those on the collaborative uh, divorce practice group website. So there's a bunch of regional ones throughout the state. Um, you just go to the websites and, and there's usually a drop down bar for professionals and, um, the, there's different types of professionals and the mental health ones are listed there. There's plenty of good who were not collaboratively trained, but those have a background and do a lot of work in that. And you know, like Sharon, that, it, that is key, the, you know, seek therapy because, uh, I mean, I, I went through a divorce myself and uh, at, at that time, I, well, no, nah, yeah, I, I, I'm okay. You know, I, I got this and, and, and I was so wrong. You know, and it was a lot of uh, 
a lot of inside stuff that I had to clear out. And, uh, you know, when you don't have someone to talk to about it, you know, I'd say it, it just builds up and builds up. So, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Now, we all know that having a great divorce team is is key, okay? Someone that's looking to, you know, start this process, what what kind of criteria should they be asking the attorney when when they're interviewing? Or should, should they interview the attorney or should, you just, should they just go with the first one that their family member recommends? What should they look for in an attorney? What do you recommend? I think what you want to look for is somebody with experience and it should be a personal recommendation. You shouldn't base it on, you know, like a Google search. It's, it's too important. Um, but get call a, a, a variety of recommendations because you might just click with one person versus another. They might simply be better or able to connect with you or let you feel free to speak freely. Um, but I think what you want is a strong um, background in terms of experience. Um, somebody who specializes in family law, I wouldn't recommend going with like a jack of all trades type of attorney for this um, type of matter. Um, and you want somebody who's able to tailor their approach to where you are and and you want to be able to communicate your goals and priorities and have them tell you how they are going to deal with that in a way that is um, understandable to you, not full of legalese, but where you understand what the process is, what the first step is, what the ultimate goal is, and they are able to articulate to you how they're going to get you there. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, Sharon, has there been a case, you know, obviously you've had so many cases, has, has there been a, a memorable one that actually impacted you in, in a certain way or, or something that, that a case that you like were involved in and, and the outcome was something that you weren't expecting or? So many, truly. Um, and, and sometimes they take a turn for the worst and something it presents itself that you, you truly weren't expecting. Um, but generally, the, the most memorable ones have to do with custody because there are yeah. innocent humans involved and people um, take positions that may not align with the best interests of their children. So um, custody cases, I'm also far more likely to try cases because it, to try a case over money when it's a smaller amount of money... But, why would I waste your money to chase that last couple of bucks? We can make a, a financial decision, but there's really no negotiating when it comes to humans um, in the same way that there is with, with money. So I would say those cases um, have the most impact. There's cases where there was clearly abuse and it took a long time to get a judge to know that. And those are to me, frustrating but ultimately important and big picture rewarding but when you're in the middle of it you're losing sleep over it yeah sharon i, I and, and i i i'm just reminiscing right now about a uh a case that i had that I, that I was involved with and uh you know the um the client was in agreement to a lot of the uh advice that the attorney was giving him uh but unfortunately he was Family members here, 
co- you know, friends, colleagues, ah, oh, you, you know, you got to ask way more. You got to do this. You got to, what's your advice for someone like that? I mean, I, I, I remember having a few cases like that. Uh, you know, what's your advice when, when the client is kind of like taking, you know, everyone else's advice, except, except for the attorneys, the one who's, who's got the best interest in, in, in their hands. So I think it's it's hard to not listen to the people around you because they care and they mean well, but they're a bit of a, you know, Greek chorus of these people in the background who are speaking in theory and don't know all the ins and outs. They don't, you know, they, they'll um, say, well, oh, that's too much money for their friends who is sitting in the, the barbershop next to them. How are you going to live? nobody showed them the the finances of the family to show why this is the real number it is it's non-negotiable so pick an attorney you trust and listen to them if you if you get feedback from your family that that raises questions or flags you bring that to your attorney and say well everybody in my family says um i'm paying too much child support why do what what do you think makes them think that and how should I respond? Or and and am I paying too much? And and sometimes as an attorney, we'll we'll tell the truth. I mean, we always tell the truth, but I mean the truth may be, yes, you are, but if you want this case settled, your your spouse is being unreasonable. Um, and if you want to settle the case without spending forty thousand dollars on a trial, I recommend that you pay. $40 extra in child support because this is a number that's going to change yeah. over time anyway. So. Yeah. And it's amazing how, how uh, numbers have so much power, you know, because you could tell someone, you know, it, it just makes more sense to spend 40 bucks instead of 40,000. But when you actually show them numbers, it, it, it clarifies everything. Sharon, what, in your opinion, what makes a successful divorce? This sounds really wrong. But generally, the fair ones, everybody walks out a little unhappy. So those are the ones where at least you think this probably landed where it was supposed to. But a successful one, I think, is where you can leave the building of the courthouse and um, be friends and sit next to each other at your kid's graduation and um and have a civil relationship going forward, especially where there's children involved. Yes, I agree. I agree. Family, if someone wants to get in contact with you and, and wants to get a consultation with you, what's the process? Would they would they obviously reach out to your office and, and schedule a, a consultation? <laughs> like, what's the process to, to for them to uh, retain your service? Yes. Um, generally, um, you contact my office either by phone. Um, at 973-593-8000. Or um, you can contact either my assistant or me via email, which you can find on our website. And Elizabeth, my paralegal, will do a little bit of intake to make sure we can help you, you know, just making sure jurisdiction is correct and things of that nature. And then we set up an initial consult where you get um, an hour. It's sort of a information collecting on both on both parts and we're interviewing each other at the same time to to um ensure that we can work together and work together well and i i generally i know it's the age of zoom and i know people are busy um 
So I don't want to interfere with anybody's parenting or responsibilities or employment, but I do prefer live and in person these days, just because again, you're about to make an important decision. Like I, I prefer us to be in the same room. I'd rather read your body language. If you're nervous, I want to be able to speak to that and, and those sorts of things, but I will do zoom or a phone call if, if, um, the circumstances make that necessary. I agree with you, uh, Sharon. I mean, I, I, you know, you, you can never beat or, or take away, uh, you know, face-to-face, uh, meetings, uh, because uh, I mean, it, it tells you more than, than what they're really saying. Uh, and I, I totally agree with you now, uh, going back now, is there uh, what, you know, once they have the consultation with you, is there anything that you recommend that they need to bring like any financials on the first consultation? It's just, just bring themselves and, and, and they can tell you their story or is there any finance any documents or anything that they, they need to bring? So they can, but it shouldn't be an impediment if they can't locate them. A lot of times a spouse is at a deficit of information and they come in with a lot of I don't knows. So just by way of example today, I had an initial consult with a, a, a man who was interested in pursuing a divorce. And I asked him about values of certain things. And he said, well, I have approximately X in liquid assets. I have approximately Y in retirement accounts. If I had to guess my house is worth approximately this, that's good enough. The conversation is the same, whether whether he's plus or minus 10% on everything. Um, a tax return's generally good because that, that drives the bus in terms of alimony and child support. But again, if you know rough numbers, we're, we're able to have a good conversation. If there are pre-existing orders those are always good to bring. Like if there's a restraining order or um, if if you have a prenup, um, by all means, bring that. That's great. Final question, uh, Sharon, you ready for this one? Is there life, I sure am. Is there life after divorce? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's hard to know it in the middle of it, though. It's so stressful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it really is like people come in, you can tell they haven't slept They're They're, you know, their hands are shaking. They're nervous about everything under the sun. They're scared. Their feelings are hurt, everything. Um, and then I, you know, I run into them a year later and they look like a different human. They're happy. They're, they look rested and, and well-fed now. And, you know, that it, they it's it, again, it's really hard to know it when you're in the middle of it with all shots firing, but um, there absolutely is. If if there weren't, people wouldn't keep doing it, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, folks, you heard it here from Sharon Johnson. There is life after divorce. Please contact her. Her link is right below. Please feel free to uh, uh, set up a consultation with her office. And uh, I definitely highly recommend uh, Sharon. Um, Sharon, thank you so much for your time. And I definitely look forward to uh, seeing uh, you uh, in the future. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this with you. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing you and working with you in the future. Absolutely. Bye-bye, folks. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.